hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. How are you today, sir? Hope everything's going well. Life is good. Life is good. Uh, yeah, I still uh, feel kind of uh, out of sorts with regard to the day of, of the week. It is. It feels like it should be Tuesday, but it, here it is, what, Thursday? I'm just yeah, saying. it's Thursday all day until midnight. That's the last time I checked. That's how it works. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's how it works, dear buddy. Hey, a lot uh, of a lot of things are happening. You, you know, mm-hmm. I, I found this strange. On the 4th of July, a judge passed down a ruling on the holiday. I had that in our stuff for uh, yesterday to talk mm-hmm. about. We didn't. But, yeah, he ruled uh, that Biden's censorship, well, he couldn't do it. Yeah, he, uh, well, what, you know, apparently, and I didn't realize uh, how much no. censorship uh, was involved. Uh, the plaintiffs in that case alleged that the defendant, which is the administration, uh, suppressed, and I'll, here's the list, the Hunter Biden laptop story prior to the 2020 election, the lab leak theory of COVID origins. So if you said, like, uh, the virus came from the Wuhan labs, you were flagged and suppressed. COVID face masks and lockdowns. If you made any comments on social media about uh, face masks or lockdowns, you were suppressed. Uh, the efficiency of COVID vaccines. If you said they don't work very well. You know, you remember when they first came out, they said you need uh, two shots and you're done and you're safe. And then you got the right. two shots and about a week and a half, two weeks later, they said, well, you need three shots. And then they kept, in, you know, four shots. And then they said, maybe you should get it once every two months. Uh, so there's, there was a lot of reason why people questioned the efficiency of those vaccines. Uh, they also suppressed the 2020 election integrity slash fraud uh, theories. You know, when people said there was fraud in the 2020 election, your comments were suppressed. Vote by mail concerns. If you made a comment that you thought, you know, mail-in ballots were a bad idea, you were suppressed. Uh, any parody about the defendants, meaning Biden and his uh, cabinet members and the people who worked in the administration, if you made a parody about them, you were suppressed. If you made negative posts about the economy, if you said, boy, this economy really stinks, we're up at like 7% unemployment and uh, every, the economy's through the roof and we can't buy gas, it's not cheap. Anymore. If you made comments like that, you were suppressed. And finally, any negative posts about Joe Biden, you know? So I I was thinking about these things, Bill, and I was thinking, how different is this from uh, Germany in 1933 when, you know, Hitler went into power? And uh, one of the first things he took control of was the media. Mm -hmm. Goebbels and stuff, he took the media by the throat, and they had to toe the line, and you had to follow their plot line, you know, their narrative. And, um, I mean, they, 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 they burned all the books. Remember they, I mean, uh, they weren't, they were doing similar stuff to what this administration was doing. You, you remember when we first started doing this, we started putting the show on oh, YouTube, geez. right? Yeah, you're going to bring back a bad memory. Yeah. But we, 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 uh, we're doing the show and we posted it on YouTube and they were saying, yeah. They were saying we couldn't do it because we were making comments about certain things, and uh, uh, it was because of this group of people, the administration, and their censorship. And uh, so this judge came down. His name is, uh, I think it's Doherty, and uh, 
Terry Doty. Uh, uh, and they always do this. They'll say a Trump-appointed judge. Mind you, if it's the other side, if, if it's a Democrat, they won't say a Clinton or a... Uh, they'll just say mm-hmm. a Dem- Democrat behind his name, you know. Uh, but they always make a point of saying a Trump-appointed judge is if there's something nefarious going on with uh, this judge. The fact that oh. he, the fact that he's uh, ruled against him and listed out a terrific 155-page opinion, uh, that that makes no difference to the left, you know. But anyway, no. just uh, what are your thoughts, Bill? I don't know. Well, no, no, no. I was just going back to the YouTube thing. I mean, when we put that on there, mm-hmm. the numbers started taking off real fast, and then all of a sudden. Uh, you know, I wake up one morning, there's an email, oh, your, your video's been yanked, you know, because we put it to a video. And I'm going, well, right. why? Well, you know, you were talking about things you're not supposed to talk about. Nothing specific. It's just yanked for, you know, um, I forget how they worded it. But then they started yanking all of the shows. And they're going, oh, I'm sorry, you're suspended because you've had three strikes. And I'm going like, okay, if we talked about elections, and they, they did mention that, mm-hmm. that you couldn't do that. We weren't election deniers. We were saying, hey, there's there's apparent fraud out there. That is news. I'm sorry. It's, and it's the, election the fact, questioning, Bill. It's election. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, and if you have an opinion, um, last time I checked, that was a legal thing. But, you know, apparently it's not. And that was evident on the 4th of July in Philadelphia, you know, with uh, their their freedom, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, promotions there. I get, I can't mm-hmm. find the word. Uh, but, you know, with all their celebrations of freedom, the Communist mm-hmm. Party came out and said, America's never been great. And they burned the and flag. And they, proceeded, they pr- provided yeah. or proceeded to burn the flag, which is supposedly by the Supreme Court interpreted as freedom of speech. But mm-hmm. yet in 1989, I believe it was 89, you know, it was enacted uh, that it, that was illegal to desecrate or burn the flag. But apparently, mm-hmm. you know, you can defecate on it and wipe your butt with it, and still, well, that's freedom of speech, you know? But, you know, I, and that made me wonder. Well, I wonder if it's legal to burn the communist flag, you know? That's hey, try burning, is, try burning a Ukrainian flag and see what happens. You're going to be arrested. Try, yeah, how about if you burn a pride flag in public? Will you be arrested for that? Well, they say that is freedom of speech if you do, but I guarantee if you burn a pride flag, uh, you're gonna get you're gonna get nailed for it. But yeah. the American flag, hey brother, right on. You'll be from the you'll left. be ins- you know they'll say you were inciting violence by burning the pride flag. It won't be the burning of the flag they'll get you for, but do do that like you say to an American flag, no big deal. Yeah, and if you do get, uh, you know, questioned for doing it, every Democrat, and this is true, every Democrat would come to my side talking about my freedom of speech and all of that. So I guess my point is, uh, in making this, is that, you know, the Communist Party can burn that flag, you know? And if you go out and burn it, you know, it should be okay. But if you get questioned by it, I forgot. the left will back you. So that tells me... That whether the left knows it or not, they're the Communist Party. I forgot what uh, Patriot said it. I think it was Ben Franklin. It could I could be wrong, but uh, he said, "I may disagree with what, what you say, but I'll defend with my life your right to say it." And and that's where we should be. That's where we're supposed to be. That should be 
something that everybody ad- adheres to. Uh, I mean, we have we we can disagree about stuff. We should be able to voice our disagreements without fear of it being uh, censored by some some dark shadowy figure that we can't even see. And uh, you know, I, I think about the censorship while you were talking about uh, YouTube and how they they censored us uh, a year ago. Or so um, oh. I thought. I worked for, and I mean, I, I I worked in broadcasting for over half of my life. Okay, I mean, and I, I without going into to figures, so it's a long time. So and, well, you're forty years old. Yeah, I worked for. Yeah. <laughs> I, I worked uh, for a long time in broadcasting. It's some very professional uh, broadcast facilities, radio stations, and I was thinking, you know, a lot of the talk shows host there, they were very opinionated. They had, I mean, and some of them were liberal and they were incredibly liberal with their opinions and they were allowed to say what they felt as long as they didn't uh, use profanity and obscenities. You know, they could, there were guidelines that you had to follow that are broadcast guidelines. But after that, it was their show and their opinions. And then there were the conservatives and, and they voice their opinions, you know, like guys like Rush Limbaugh and stuff like that, who who, I, who was a terrific uh, talk show host. And uh, so you think, well, you know, that that's the sta- that should be the standard for social media today. It shouldn't be any different. Social media should have that same attitude that broadcasting had for decades. But they don't. They are being run like a dictatorship. They're, being, they're closer to what Hitler was in the 30s and 40s than what our patriots and founding fathers were. Well, here's a good case, uh, case in point here is that uh, the social media has rules that they don't have to follow. Uh, so they can sit there. Uh, now, we are being suppressed. If you're conservative, you do a negative meme on the Biden administration, something derogatory and inflammatory. Uh, Tori, they'll sit there and they'll they'll scratch it out right away. But you know, now the left can post derogatory things about the right, and they let that fly. Now, the way the social media is set up and governed, I guess they can get away with it, and that's that. But news, and you know, the the printed media and the broadcast media. You have standards that you've got to go by and uh, laws that supposedly protect both. Mm-hmm. I saw a newspaper article yesterday, you know, and then it was, uh, it went out, you know, over the internet, but it still came from a public source where, you know, they called Trump a douchebag. That douchebag. Well, wait a minute. That's a, that's a defamatory statement. And that is liable. You could sit there and that sue them. That was a them. news story? Yes. Well, that's, you know, that couldn't have been from a reputable news site. First it of all, like, I'd, like, I'd like to see the editor who let that get by. You know? Well, they let a lot of stuff like that go by. My point is, is that we've crossed a line in this country that uh, I don't know that there's no coming back from. Without you know, when, re- when Trump initially started saying, I'm talking about back in, in uh, 2016, he started calling the news the fake media. And when he first started saying it, I thought it was more like a joke. I thought, <laughs> that's funny. 
because I didn't, I, even I hadn't really realized how accurate it. he was, you know, how, how on the money he was. It is not the same media that I got into uh, back in the mid to late 60s, okay? It isn't. It's just not. I mean, if you were a newsman at any radio station that I worked in back in the 70s and 80s, even if you were a screaming leftist, okay, when you stepped in that booth to do the news, you you had an obligation to present it in a factual, neutral fashion. So the people who were listening couldn't tell what your political beliefs were. You just couldn't do it. And if you did it, you lost your job. The news director would either call you out or fire you. And, and mm -hmm. that's not the way it is today. I'll give you an example. CNN, they were talking about uh, the, the cocaine that was found in the White House. And I want you to imagine this scenario reversed with, uh, with oh, this is, Do Donald this Trump being in the White House, okay? And his son uh, sleeping in the Lincoln room, Lincoln bedroom, like Hunter is. Okay, just mm -hmm. imagine that uh, it's it's Trump as the president, and his son is sleeping in the White House, and he has. And listen to how the anchors talk about Hunter and the cocaine. Listen, they're learning that it is indeed cocaine. Now, again, this is part of an ongoing investigation. We're trying to get more from the Secret Service as, again, how this got into the White House and who brought it in. All of those questions still lingering, but at the very least, those lab tests are now in. John? An investigation being led by the Secret Service, uh, Priscilla, and we should know it. I mean, clearly they know everyone who goes into that building. It is a known quantity. That's right. I come in and out of this building on a regular basis, and you do have to pass, just like you would at the airport, through um, through security. And so the question now is going to be how this how this came to be, uh, and Secret Service is the one who's going to be fielding those questions. All right. Uh, it is intriguing. Priscilla Alvarez, thank you so much for the latest on that. It was suspected. The field test said cocaine. Yeah. Now these more conclusive lab tests. Yeah. I would like to know blow by blow who was responsible for this. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> there is no too soon. No, too soon? no one was injured as far as thank we know. Can't. And it's an illicit drug at the White House. Why can't you actually have a bit of fun with it? I don't believe in fun. No, he doesn't. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. This is CNN New Central Inside Politics is up next. Now, imagine if it wasn't uh, the Biden administration, it was the Trump administration. Would they be laughing and giggling at the end about the cocaine being found in the White House? Oh, it's, it's an illicit drug in the White House. Uh, well, why can't we have a little fun, said uh, Kate Bolden, Boldwine or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, you know what? That that their credibility just went down the toilet, and they reached up and pulled the handle <laughs> when they did that. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, but you know, let's go back to uh, you know everything that's going on. You know, Corinne Jean Pierre saying, "Well, you know, it was probably one of the West Wing tours that did it." You know, so they're they're sloughing it off. Okay, well, here's a question for you. She talked about. Uh, you know, the investigation there, yeah, it's in good hands. I can tell you that right now. Where the hell are the security tapes? That would settle the, you know, the case once and for I said all. That, I said that yesterday. And the thing is, Bill, uh, even Trump, even President Trump said the same thing. He said it can be, uh, he said that President Trump weighed in the latest uh, Biden cocaine scandal. He said, 
Where are the White House and had bold letters security tapes like the ones I openly and happily gave to deranged Jack Smith, which uh, will quickly show where the cocaine uh, in the White House came from? They, he said, and then he ended it by saying they already know the answer, but probably didn't like it. Meaning, mm-hmm. the Secret Service know where the cocaine came from. They saw well, it on the tapes. Uh, yeah, yeah, and quite honestly, it was on the news for on July 4th. It really was. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you had uh, Biden doing the thing, and Hunter and the family were there. You know who had the sniffles? I saw camera? that. I saw that. Are you talking about uh, uh, Hunter in the background behind uh, Jill and uh, the president? <laughs> yeah, he had the sniffles. He was get that he was standing on the White House balcony. You have a picture of it on online. You can check it out. Yeah, and uh, he's rubbing his nose. You know, Bill. Um, I don't. I feel bad for anybody who's who's hooked on stuff like that. But they're trying to present him as being clean and sober right now. Everything everything's fine. He's been he's uh, been rehabbed, and there's nothing to see here. You know. He, but you know, I look at him and. Uh, addiction takes its toll on you uh, physically. You can see it in the face of a drug addict. As a matter of fact, when when a drug addict cleans up, you can see him go from being worn and tired and haggard. And when they and when they are rehabbed, they look revigorated. Uh, they they look younger. They look healthier because they're they haven't got they're not fighting this all the time. If you look at pictures of Hunter Biden recently, he looks old. He's only 53 years old, 54 years old. He looks he looks 65 years old. Yeah. You know, the guy looks tired, withered, haggard and uh, and it looks like he's still fighting the problem. Oh, I think he is and uh, but you know what? I would venture to say and I could just be could be Bill Knight just running off the ramps here, but I, I think uh, cocaine in this White House goes pretty deep. You I mean he's not the only one? I'm pretty sure of that. You know, Bill, we mentioned this yesterday. It's it's um, I I did, did, look. I was I was Joe Strait all throughout yeah. the all throughout the '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s, uh, and in the business that we worked in, that was a major accomplishment. Um, I didn't I didn't just didn't have any interest. I actually didn't have any time. I had two little kids, and you know, and we had response. I had to do things, you know. I had to get home to mow the lawn and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't know. I I I, I don't understand how um, people can get so involved in this. But I, I I look around, and I see a lot of normally good people who do. It must be a very very slippery slope from being sober and sobriety to being addicted to this stuff. It mustn't be a long drop, meaning it doesn't take a long time to get addicted. I mean, you can probably do it a, a few times and, and you're hooked. You like it. Am I wrong? Or is that, is that a, an understatement? An overstatement? Well, I, uh, okay. Do, do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, when you, when you do it the first time, it kicks in the endorphins, you know, and uh, you feel good. You feel that any obstacle you have in your life, you feel like it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. I can overcome it. And you think that you can think, uh, you, you think freely and clearly. And to a limited degree, yeah, you probably do. 
But the point is, you feel really good. When you come down, you crash down. Now you want that good feeling back. So what do you do? You go get it again because it's not like a hangover. But as you do that, your endorphin, you, you start burning up those endorphins, whatever that is back there. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the feel-good uh, stuff that's in your body comes from your brain. You start burning that up, and it takes more and more and more to keep that thing going. And you're hooked. You're on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I do feel, t- I feel very, very sorry for people who are, who are addicted to this stuff, or anything for that matter. I mean, hell, I'm addicted to food. <laughs> but that's a different thing. Well, you know, yeah. it, 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 actually, you know, food can be, a t- you can be addicted to a I know. lot of things. I know. Food can make you feel good because when you're depressed and, uh, you know, you feel the world is against you, you know. You go over yeah, and have that pizza. That, <laughs> you'll have that pizza. Well, there's another slicer. I'm going for that one, too. Yeah. Well, you know what? There's a box of Twinkies. I'm going to eat that. Now, you feel rotten after you ate it. Oh, yeah. The way you feel good again is to eat some more. And then all of a sudden, where the hell did all this And you know what the difference from? is? It's not illegal, so you can always get the stuff that you're addicted to. Well, Coke used to be legal. and um, I know. You know I, I know. They used to make uh, they used to make a very popular soft drink with cocaine. Do you know that? Yeah, well, yeah, you know, actually Coca-Cola, I think they've got the only patent and whatever else it takes that they can actually grow their own cocaine and import their own cocaine from the plant. But I think they had to I think they changed their formula uh decades ago and they don't use cocaine anymore in their uh, cooler formula because it's an illicit drug. You know, yeah. and they, yeah, they have... used to use it. Hey, look, I remember when I used to go to a church camp, if I, I want one to, I used to drink Coke all the time mm-hmm. and I didn't know you don't take aspirin with the old original Coke because, uh, I, I know this because I was sitting on a, uh, one of those fences, you know, in the, over the, over the backdrop of a hill, a subtle hill, mm-hmm. but I was going, man, I got a headache. So I went to, you know, the camp infirmary and got me some aspirin and I got a Coke because I love Coke. You know, no matter how bad it is for you, I loved it. And the two together put me in la-la land, and I <laughs> fell off the back of that fence and went rolling down the hill. But you didn't <laughs> feel it. <laughs> I didn't feel a damn thing. I was going like, boy. Well, but I didn't know that's what was doing it. Um, I, I, I don't think you're ever going to know whose cocaine that is in the White House because I think they already know that it's probably Hunter's. No, they're going to look for a cover-up, or, or if they have to, they'll find the pass. Well, you heard you heard what they said yesterday. They said that it probably was from a tourist. Right, yeah. The, the yeah, fact of the matter, t- that's nonsense, because a tourist did, didn't go into supply closets in the White House next to the exactly. Oval Office. And, you know, when you get into the White House, I mentioned this yesterday, you have to, you're checked coming in the front gate. You're checked at the front door. You're scanned, and it's like going through the airport, the security. You just can't walk in and say, hi, how you doing? I'm here to see the president. No, no, no. Well, I guarantee now there's going to be a drug-sniffing dog, so they're going to have to sneak it in through the back door now. Um, because they're not going to be – trust me. I think I think Coke is a pre, uh, you know president in that uh, administration, mm-hmm. and I think it's been there for the last four see, years. See, I think that's vile. I think of that as almost a sacred building, or at least – it was for most of my life. I don't have that feeling quite so much now that I did for most of my life. For most of my life, I thought of the history 
that that building encompassed? I mean, the, you know, it was uh, the house of Thomas Jefferson. I think he was the first president to live there. Uh, I mean, there were some great historic moments. You know, the place was burned in 1814, yeah. right to the ground. They had to rebuild it. Uh, it wasn't, uh, they used a lot of the same stones and stuff like that. They cleaned them up, but literally the inside of the white house was gutted. It was gone. Um, and oh, it's the battle of the war of 1812, I guess. I don't know. 18, 1812. Yeah. I kept my, that's so far back. I was so young back then. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you, you had, uh, the assassination attempt of uh, Harry Truman across the street at Burke House back in 1953. You had uh, Lincoln's, Lincoln, his, his family, all that history was right in that building, the White House. Uh, so, I mean, when you start talking about illicit drugs and illegal, vile things happening in that way, I think what Bill Clinton did was obscene. Not just, that would have been obscene anywhere. That would have been obscene in anybody's house, but... You know, for him and, and Lewinsky uh, in that situation uh, to happen in the Oval Office, where it's supposed to be, it's almost like a tabernacle of sorts. You know, it's, it's supposed to be, that's where the heartbeat of our country is. The, the chief executive works right there in that room. And uh, he defiled that. And, I, and if they had cocaine in, in the supply closet right next door, they did the same thing, at least in my humble opinion. Yeah. Well, yeah, going back to the Clinton days and the uh, the Cuban cigar, mm-hmm. which, you know, that was terrible what he did. That was just obscene. But I believe Cuban cigars were illegal, too. That's very true. <laughs> you know, no one talks about that, but you're absolutely so, correct. So yeah. it's not the first time we've had contraband in the White House, <laughs> and nobody ever questioned that back then. That's a very good point. Um, speaking of, of history, I, I, thought uh-huh. I, I thought I'd play this. I found this online. It's a it's a little long. It's uh, right. it's Roger Stone. Uh, you know, Roger Stone is a former advisor to President Trump. He's still an advisor, but I mean, they're friends. They've been friends for years. They wanted mm-hmm. to put Roger Stone in jail uh, for doing nothing, for being right. friends with uh, President Trump, essentially. Uh, but uh, Stone says that President Trump told him. The remaining classified JFK assassination documents were so horrible, I guess that's why he never released them. And uh, I'll I'll let Roger Stone explain. He was talking with Jack Posobiec on a Turning Point uh, podcast. There is a piece that came out recently in the news about JFK, classified files, and the fact that President Biden has extended the classification of files regarding the JFK assassination. But what many people may not realize is that Roger Stone wrote an entire book all about the investigation and what really happened. And we've got him here for the Sunday special. Roger, thank you so much for joining us. Jack, thanks very much for having me. So let's get into the the, the top of it here. What's the latest what are these files that Biden has classified and why are they continuing to hold this back? Uh, in 1978, uh, the, uh, the Congress under uh, intense fire uh, formed something called the House Intelligence Select Committee on Assassinations. And the purpose of it was to reexamine the assassinations of not only uh, President John F. Kennedy, but also Dr. Martin Luther King. 
and in that reexamination and hearings, since most of the people staffing that committee uh, had come from the investigation of organized crime, on the one hand, they debunked the Warren Commission theory that Oswald uh, was alone, not gunman, communist acting alone. Uh, they declared that the that organized crime was involved in the murder of Kennedy, but then they went no further. In other words, they, they left us hanging uh, on the rest. At that time, they passed a law that said uh, in 2017, 20, some 25 years later, all of the uh, documents pertaining to the murder of JFK would become declassified unless the president of the United States filed in an objection, in which case the president had the authority to kick the can down the road and set up a future date to re-examine and release the material. So in 2017, uh, relatively early in his first term, uh, that date rolled around and Donald Trump was in the White House. Uh, I contacted him and I asked him, what, do, what, what, do, what, were you, what are you going to do about the JFK documents? And he said, what are you talking about? I said, well, under the, the assassinations uh, uh, records law, all this material is going to become made public unless you decide otherwise. And he said, why hasn't anyone brought this to my attention? I said, well, that's really a question for your staff, sir. Uh, but we're only a couple weeks away from the release date. He said, I don't think this is right. I said, it's definitely right. I would ask you to look into it uh, and see what you, what you think. Uh, and he came back to me about a week later and he said, uh, well, you're absolutely right. Uh, this material is scheduled for declassification. Um, you know, they, they don't want me to release it. Now, by they, I take that to mean the intelligence agencies. And I say, well, what could possibly be their argument? They said, and he said, uh, it will expose our sources and methods. Well, first of all, our sources are all dead. There's nobody who is directly involved uh, at any level uh, in the assassination, assassination of John Kennedy who's living. And secondarily, uh, if the United States government was, as I believe, actively involved in the murder of a president, well, that's a method we as citizens need to know about. So what then subsequently happened was um, Trump did release roughly 80% of the documents. And we found out some shocking things. For example, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald uh, had gotten a, you know, a 1099 from the FBI. That's because he had been on their payroll. He was an informant. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald had attended the foreign languages school that is run by the Central Intelligence Agency in North Carolina. That's how he learned to speak Russian. Uh, we learned about uh, President Lyndon Johnson's early membership in Texas in the Ku Klux Klan. That was among uh, the documents that were included. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff there that uh, historians poured through. There was a lot of interesting data, but even he, Trump, held back 20% of the documents. Uh, and when I had the occasion to ask him about that, I said, um, why didn't you let it all out? And he said, I, I can't tell you, it's so horrible, you wouldn't believe it. Someday you'll find out. <laughs> and, and that 
that was the sum total of it. He didn't want to talk about it any further. Fast forward now. So he kicked the can down the road uh, to uh, President Joe Biden. The new date set by Donald Trump uh, to re-review when these documents uh, should be released was several weeks ago. And no surprise, once again, Joe Biden has decided to conceal this information from the American people. I wonder what it is. I wonder what it is. What do you think? Any any thoughts? Not really. I mean, there's... <laughs> I mean, it, it, um, is it a verification of speculation? I mean, uh, many people speculate that the CIA was involved. As a matter of fact, one of those who speculate that way is RFK Jr. Yeah, I mean, I don't speculate, and I'm not saying I know. I just, you know, sometimes the the evidence is is so clear to you that... Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's a fact yeah. you know, that, yeah. that, uh, and when you look at everything that was going on, the way things shape up, it was a fact, but the, you know, the deep state, the CIA, they've been at play for a long time. The thing is, but why would they, like they said in the, like uh, stone said in the uh, audio here, he said, uh, the people who were the, the key players in that assassination, uh, story are all dead. So why hide anything now? Unless okay, unless the, it is a, unless it makes an agency looks ba- look bad, you know? Right. Uh, the agency is still alive and well. Yes. And um okay, just to give an analogy. You know, imagine if out there and I'm a Christian, so just so you know before I mm-hmm. even say this, but imagine all of a sudden somebody came up with proof positive Mm -hmm. there was no god there is you know there's no reason to believe in anything i'd say go back and look at look again say go check your facts again yes but if people bought that story and believed it you know one of the things that you know you know fear of god christian faith do is keep people in check you Mm -hmm. know because you know that hey if i'm not a good boy you know it's just like you know you have rules at home you know that your parents raised you a certain way, and you didn't want to get in trouble. Mm. Do, do you, you know? think that if if the truth got out, it would it would diminish the CIA or whatever organization is behind that assassination? It would diminish them, uh, make them weaker as an organization. Well, the- I think it would make them weaker as an organization. I think it would tear apart the very fabric of this com- uh, country and what we believe in. And how do we know? that the CIA is marching to their own drum. Mm. Maybe they're marching to, you know, a, a higher power, but who, or who or what is that higher power? I mean, you think about it for a second, right? You think about how every time a major crisis in this country takes place, they like it to be wrapped up as quickly as possible. I mean, even going back to the assassination of Lincoln, okay, when Lincoln was assassinated and John Wilkes Booth took off on the horse, he took off for a couple of weeks. He had a broken leg. He, you know, he stopped off at uh, Dr. Mudd's house to get it set, and he hid in the woods, and finally they got him a Garrett farm, and, uh, and he was supposedly shot in a burning barn, right? And that, that was the story. And it was in like two and a half weeks, the thing was wrapped up. And then back in 1865, two and a half weeks to wrap up an assassination is a short period of time. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, and then we had exactly. the, 
we had the the Kennedy assassination. The President Kennedy was shot. They 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 caught uh, Lee Harvey Oswald at the what the same day. They brought him to jail. He was shot and he was dead. And that was the story. It was Lee Harvey Oswald. He was a lone gunman. Let's move on to something else altogether, right? That made everything neat, quick, and they had a patsy. Even Lee Harvey Oswald, do you remember when he was walking down the hallway the day they got him? He had this mm. big, big, big shiner on his right eye, and uh, mm. they said, uh, you know, did you shoot the president? Uh, and he said, no, no, I'm a patsy. I'm a patsy. That's He said those words in the yeah. hallway. And... um so you, you got to wonder, are we just, have we been spoon-fed this stuff? This is how they operate. We don't get the truth. We never get the truth. I heard RFK explain. I wish I had the audio. I think we played it last week. RFK explained. Yeah, we did. Yeah, he explained that he um, he's sure that Sirhan Sirhan wasn't the guy who shot his, his uh, father. He said that Sirhan Sirhan was there in the kitchen. He had a gun. He fired two shots. One went over his head and one went somewhere else, but it didn't hit his father. His father, and he was standing in front of uh, RFK, the bullets that killed RFK were from behind. And right. and RFK Jr. said he believed it was somebody on, a, I guess, a security detail who was standing right behind him because there were burn marks on his skin from the gun being pushed up against him. Do you know what I'm saying? You know how when you hold a gun to somebody right. and you pull the trigger, there's, there's not just a hole from the bullet, but there's literally a speckled burn mark right at the entry point right. that is from the uh, the blast. And uh, yeah. it, he had that on him. So is any of the stories about any of these major uh, moments in our history, are they, any of them real? Are we being told that, how many lies have we lived with for decades in this country? Uh, I I think if we found that out, uh, you would have a. Uh, it would be like the 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 town storming Frankenstein's castle. You know, they would be there with pitchforks and, wow. and torches and everything. I think we would, and that's what I was saying before. You know, like if we found out there was no God, it would be total anarchy. I think if we found out that uh, we have been misled, it's all a puppet show for us. I think anarchy would would uh, would happen, and I think then we'd see the head of the snake or snakes that really run this country, and they might not even be a part of this country. You yeah. know, yeah. this uh, this country was never really you, supposed to be. That's that's an interesting point. Oh, and uh, that's true. I mean, you can you can go back to uh, you know. The founding fathers, the people yeah. who put it all together, and we could go there into is. a long dissertation about that too. But uh, well, uh, well, you know, in a nutshell, what happened to all of them? Well, a lot of them got hung. A lot of them got shot. Yeah. A, lot of them, uh, a lot of them lost their fortunes. You know that? Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, to sign the to sign that document. Uh, that was a, that was that was a, a good business. Wish. Yeah, it wasn't a good business move. You know. It was a good uh, personal move and a patriotic move, but uh, a lot yeah. of a lot of guys uh, lost their families, their kids. You know, uh, it's like a horror story. I saw the list. Of, you say that, but I saw a, a list yesterday of what happened to signers of the Declaration of Independence. You know, yeah. and it's like holy smokes! I didn't realize so many came to such a bad fate. You know, 
Well, apparently, you know, even around uh, the Kennedy assassination, a lot of people that were involved with that and his, you know, everything, you know, on down the line, uh, there were a lot of uh, mm-hmm. people that just had a very short lifespan well, uh, after that happened because they might have information that could uh, make you think otherwise, and poof, they're gone. Bill, are we ever going to get the uh, the truth about the Kennedy assassination, you think, in our no. lifetime? Never? No. And uh, the, the other point is, you know, a lot of times you, you hear it all the time. Well, it's been so long now they can unseal those documents and you find yeah. out things. But uh, I, okay, how long ago was the Kennedy assassination? 63. November okay. 63, yeah. So, yeah, we're past the 50-year mark. Now, I don't, oh, know yeah. if there's any, I don't know if there's any set standard of number, but it seems that that one has a no unlock date. Uh, and why is that? Um, God only knows. You know, I thought that they would tell us the truth at some point. As a young man, I can remember thinking, well, they'll probably release it uh, somewhere in the distant future, you know, where... You'd see it in your lifetime. Yeah, but I don't think so now. I I'm, I agree with you. Um, unless, uh, you know, I, if, if a guy like Trump, a Got man of the people, and he, and, he, and, he, and he won't release it, if a guy like Trump won't release it. He said it's so horrible. Then maybe we don't want to know it. You know? But I, I well I got a feeling that the worst case scenario is it's uh it could be it could have been the mafia behind it because there was speculation that the Chicago mob was ticked off at uh, the Kennedy's that you know for the Kennedys got into office they believe because the mob in Chicago helped them uh with the elections and I'll leave it at that. Uh they manipulated well, the the voting in Chicago, uh, yeah. and, and as soon as they got into office, he appointed Bobby Kennedy as Attorney General. And one of the first things they did is they went after the mob. Yeah, the, it, it, well, I, I couldn't believe that. If you if you why are they doing this? If the if they got if they help them get into office, do they think that the smartest move is to go after the? You know, it didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. No, it didn't. But you know, and maybe the um, maybe the CIA used the uh, the mob, you know, to do certain things. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, and another big story in the world getting no attention right now. You know, today is the uh, the sixth of July, and that uh, you know there was a back and forth in the Ukraine. The Ukrainians were saying that the Russians were going to attack a power station. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in the Ukraine with a nuclear-tipped missile. And the Ukrainians were saying, wait, i got to get this right. Ukrainians were saying the Russians were going to attack with a nuclear missile. Right. And the Russians were saying the Ukrainians. Did I get that right? Or, I, I yeah, mean, no, you got it right. It's and confusing. Some, but somebody yes. has rigged, somebody yeah. apparently has rigged explosives inside of uh, that uh, they haven't blown plant. it. They haven't blown it. Uh, Not yet. You know, it, it, maybe nothing was rigged in there. Maybe there is no attack, or maybe I guess that's know, what it was, Bill. I guess the, I guess the Russians said the Ukrainians had rigged explosives with with yeah. nuclear r- nuclear waste, right? And the Ukrainians said, no, no, it's the Russians have a missile with a nuclear tipped warhead that they're going to use to hit the power plant. So uh, it's it is confusing, friends, if you're having a hard time following along. But uh, nothing's happened so far. It was supposed to happen on the 5th. Here it is the 6th, and uh, so far, well, so uh, good. I'll tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. Just an observation of life. 
uh, and I see it all over the place. But, you know, you have all this craziness that's going on in the news. Mm -hmm. You're wondering when, you know, when's it going to When's it going to happen that the air raid sirens go off and you turn on the news that, you know, don't worry about sheltering in place because you're dead. It's they're coming in and we can't stop them. I mean, we are so close to nuclear war. Oh, it's awful. And we're dancing with it. And people don't and, realize it, Bill. Oh, I think they do. Because what I'm seeing is I'm seeing a lot of people acting out and doing crazy stuff. Really? Because I'm, I'm, people are going, think about in your own personal life, people just doing crazy things. And, you know, sometimes when you don't understand things, you leash out or, you know, that. You well, just, I, I think that uh, I think that there, there could be some truth to that. Maybe subconsciously uh, uh, people are aware of the fact that the what they say the sword of Damocles that's uh, the the fictitious right. fabled sword hanging over the neck uh, of of you know the victim i mean it, it, we feel that it could happen at any time uh and maybe that's what you're saying people are you know living for today a little bit more and not really paying attention to uh, uh the consequences so much uh, i i don't see it maybe i'm Maybe I'm sheltered in place a lot. You know, you get older, you spend a lot of time at home. But uh, maybe they're driving differently. Maybe they're uh, more reckless. In, in There's more anger in people is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, I, I do believe that. I do believe that. You I know, think a lot of people are ticked off at a lot of things. I think we keep expecting something good to happen. So, I mean, I'm talking about... It hasn't yet. It hasn't, exactly. Uh, we keep being... There's a subtle promise from... Our side saying, hang, hang in there. Something's going to happen soon. Uh, the good guys are working behind the scenes. This is how it's presented to us all over the place. But in reality, we have seen nothing. You know, we see, for example, President Trump being indicted. And we hear people saying, well, behind the scenes, he's taking care of it. Don't worry. Everything's fine. They know what's going on. I mean, with Trump and his people. But I don't know because I don't see anything happening. You know, at some point, if you're going to keep selling us that story about uh, hang in there, something's going to happen soon. We've, we've got to start seeing something pretty soon, don't you think? Well, yeah. I mean, it's like being on a sinking ship, the Titanic. You know, yeah. you're trying to get out of the damn thing. And the, you see the water coming in. Don't, don't worry, worry. You'll get we're going to get out of here. Don't yeah. worry. You know, yeah. or the Poseidon adventure. Yeah, you know? exactly. Hang in there. Uh, yeah. Hang in there. We're going to make it. You know, at some point in time, you know, you're angry and you're getting angrier and you don't know how to, uh, you know, you don't know what to do. You lash out. You know, and Bill, and I keep thinking about uh, um, the 2024 election. I think, well, you know, Trump is a smart guy and his people around him, his advisors are smart people. He has got to see what I see. That nobody has fixed the 2020 election and the system that ran that uh, election. And no, it, they used the same system in 2022. And they got a guy into office in Pennsylvania who can't complete a sentence because he had a bad stroke. Who is thinking very unclearly. Who spends most of his day hiding from the media. Okay. Yeah. And, and so how do they think they're going to win in 2024? Well, you know, there's... 
This is a weird theory, but okay, let's just say that it, it goes on that way, and we are more and more divided. People mm-hmm. on the right are becoming more and more and more angry. Now, January 6th was not an insurrection, but let's carry the thought. And this, you know, lefty is probably going to go, aha, there it is, there it is. Yeah. But I'm just saying the people get so angry, like I said, they storm the castle, and they're going, no, there's not going to be a fixed election. That's it. We're taking it. You don't know that that couldn't happen because nobody's the numbers out there. Trump's popularity is growing. Right. And the Democrats can't stop that. Right. So that means the base is growing. That means there are Democrats that are going, okay, I've been on this boat too much. I see the water coming in. I see what's going on here. Right. So they're going to jump over independence too. Uh, And, you know, then they, you talk about, well, we own the minorities. No, you don't. No one's ever owned them, you know. Right. Uh, you know they what they do own. have in this country now, though? They have, they have a sea of uh, invisible people thanks to the lack of security at our border. We have literally battalions, and I use that word uh, intentionally, we have battalions of people in this country who we don't know what their allegiance is and why they're here. Well, okay. they could show up at the polls to stop you from voting. They sure could. And so, yeah. and then, but now, if, if they showed up armed and ready to take you on, do you not think that uh, America free, uh, American freedom fighters would say, the hell you're going to take do you over think Biden is? Do you think Biden is going to send people to take them away? No, no, he's not. letting them, no, he's letting them come in. To be his brown you know, shirts. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, uh, you know, of course, the other thing he's doing you know, the, the thing that I've seen, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to activate the students over the student loan forgiveness and go ahead and apply for a loan because we're going to forgive it, you know. And you talk about that. And now I'm seeing stuff, you know, posts of saying, you know, why can't we be like Canada and have free health care? I mean, it's just, you know, being in touch with your people. You know, free is, is such an alluring word. Oh, it is. It really is. It's intoxicating. Is. Yeah. You know, hey. It's free, free hey, for all. Free college. It's We're going to send you to school college. for free. Yeah, free medical for everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, that sounds great. You know, I don't mind paying a little more taxes for free. Yeah, I don't mind paying. <laughs> you know, but freedom. You know, the word free comes at a price. It sure does. Because it's not free. Forget about the tax. Oh, I said I'd pay more taxes. No, it goes beyond that. Medical care. All right. Now, all of a sudden, uh, now, I'm not saying there shouldn't be some form of free medical care, but I'm saying at some point in time, you know, to get the kind of medical care that we do and can have, Mm -hmm. it takes money. Otherwise, what happens is you're going to have limited service, long lines, antiquated technology, and drugs. In other words, we're not going to have what you think you want back in the seventies. Same goes for back college. In the, back in the seventies and eighties, Canada had socialized medicine. It isn't new in Canada. They've had it for years, and people would say, "Oh, I want to go to Canada because they have socialized medicine. Everybody gets free medicine in Canada." But what they never told you was sometimes you had to wait a year for surgeries. Okay, important. You die in that it, year. You could die in the year. Important surgeries were put off for a long time because there was a waiting line and. Everybody was equal in that socialized system. 
And so what would happen is a lot of people who needed surgery in Canada would book their surgeries in the U.S., and they would come down here so they could get their surgeries. You know, so what, we want that in, in our country now? We want that same no. kind of system that, uh, that uh, everybody's equal, get in the back of the line? No, no, no. No. Um, anyway, I, I wanted to read this story before we run out of time. Uh, not read it. All but right. A pregnant, you don't hear a lot of, about stories like this because uh, it's not the narrative that the left want you to hear. Um, you know, you if, if somebody has a gun and uses it uh, against good people, it's the top of the news and it's everywhere. You know, it's it leads, right? There's an old saying, if it bleeds, it leads, okay? Uh, but if a conservative with a license uses it, uh, and there's a, a good outcome for the for the person who used the weapon. It it kind of disappears. This is from a this is about a pregnant woman who uh, well she took care of a situation in Houston, Texas. Listen. We have new video into our newsroom showing the events that led to a nine-month pregnant woman shooting a man who pistol-whipped her husband. This happened Tuesday on Fulton Street at a Texaco in North Houston. Police are saying that the woman was in her car when she saw two men with guns get out of separate vehicles. So she called her husband, who was working inside the store. When he came out, one of the men pistol-whipped him. Then both the husband and wife pulled out guns and fired at the suspect, hitting him. They had the suspect at gunpoint held him there and called 911. The suspect was taken to the hospital and is expected to survive. The other man got away in a green charger. I'll bet you that guy will think twice about doing it again, though. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. A pregnant woman and her husband, they pistol whipped her husband. But, you yeah. know, they, they kind of, uh, the story went on, they kind of suppressed the story. The, the the media in Houston, they, they didn't want to make a big thing out of it. It was a, a big story. It was a woman who had a license to legally carry a weapon. She, they were attacked, and they, they, they survived the attack because they were able to defend themselves. You know, mm-hmm. now, in Philadelphia this uh, past week, we had somebody go in, and I forgot the. I haven't got the story in front of me, but I believe he shot and killed five people. I think it was, and a bunch of other people. Four other people were seriously wounded, right. uh, and I guess the story uh, was kind of suppressed there too because he was a follower of BLM, and he was uh, he had gone through a sex change. He was a trans. It didn't fit the narrative. They didn't want to have to explain those uncomfortable things about the guy who used the weapon, so they kind of suppressed that story, too. It was there, so they could say, well, we, we covered it, but it wasn't the big leading story on all the news networks that it might have been if it fit all the pieces that they normally like to have with those stories, you know? Um, yeah. And, and it's sad, but uh, anyway, that, that I thought that was interesting. That lady, that, by the way, that was from Fox 26 in Houston, and uh, I'm glad at least they covered it. Uh, the people in Houston should be able to see stories like that. Um, you should be able to see all the stories that are out there. But, I agree. Yeah. There's one other thing I wanted to play for you. This is interesting. Right. This is a um, Arizona uh, man who goes up in front of his school district his school board, right? And he's just about had it. And this guy lays out a case. He slices and dices his woke 
School Board. I wanted to play this yesterday, didn't get time, but I, I have a few minutes here, and I think it's worth listening to. Listen. Right. Several weeks ago, in a vote to allow trans students to use whatever bathroom they wish, you assured us that these policies were perfectly safe, as neither yourself nor law enforcement could provide a single example of any trans student assaulting any girl in any bathroom, in any school, in any state, anywhere in all, in fact. But not to worry, since you could locate them, I took the trouble to. See, Loudoun County, Virginia, where last year, under district policy, a trans student was allowed into the woman's bathroom where he assaulted a girl. To cover it up, they moved him to another school where he did it again. See Irvine, California last month, where a trans student entered the women's locker room and flashed the girls there. When they confronted him, he mercilessly beat them. This happened again in Gwinnett County, Georgia. This happened again in Oklahoma City. This happened again in Ohio, where a trans man was allowed to use the locker room where he was arrested for flashing little girls. The judge dropped the charges after he ruled that this man was too fat for them to see anything. Last month in this city, a man using they, them pronouns in a scene straight out of Silence of the Lambs hunted down and killed a female jogger because he, quote, wanted to look just like her. And before you say that these are anecdotal evidence, just note that in a survey of trans inmates in federal prisons, half were convicted of sexual assault and 90% were convicted of violent crimes, well above the general prison population. Now, it should also be noted that in each of these cases, each of these perpetrators had either changed their pronouns, had undergone transition, or had received gender-affirming therapy and accommodations thereof. Why is this important to note? Probably for the same reason we recognize as a society that you do not affirm that people with anorexia can be healthy in any way. You do not affirm that somebody with schizophrenia is hearing voices. And you do not affirm that somebody in a manic episode is having great ideas. Because when you leave somebody to languish in their false mental state, i.e. men who think they are women, they will inevitably lash out and harm themselves and those around them hurt people hurt other people but I don't want to pretend and have the hubris to think that I'm gonna be the one to change your mind I'm happy to share any and all of these examples with you but you will most likely leave here tonight believing that men can become women affirming care works and that you made the right vote but you will no longer be able to look into the eyes of your constituents and honestly say that you are unaware of the assaults that inevitably take place when we declare to women you have no right to privacy. Thank you very much. Question, do you think that facts make a difference with woke people in power? Nope. I, I agree. I think that they're beyond that. I mean, that guy just laid out a perfect case. If he were a lawyer, he may very well be a lawyer, that gentleman. But mm -hmm. a lawyer couldn't have laid out a better case. He had uh, case after case after case of, a, of situations where uh, th th this woke philosophy has caused damage, you know, mm -hmm. in society. And he said it at the end. I, I don't believe that what I'm saying here is going to make much of a difference. Uh, you're probably going to leave here still thinking you made the right decision because that's how they think. They don't. They don't accept facts. You know. You well, I, they accept their. They accept their uh, 
their agenda is facts. Doesn't it doesn't. Have I mean, to... you and I do this show, and we every day we, we literally go to the news stories. We don't make mm-hmm. the stories up. We grab the news stories and we present them. And people would probably on the left say that we're conspiracy theorists or we're making stuff up. Never, never, never. We read the stories and we may comment about them, but the facts of the stories aren't debatable. Do you know? No, they're not. Yeah, well, they are to a degree because what happens is, you know, the left will only release something or or put it out there if they have a way to twist it, like uh, the the Mar-a-Lago search warrant uh that uh, had redacted tapes mm. you know and uh the jack smith had and that's what the their case is built upon right and uh apparently uh you know the doj released those redacted tapes well of course they did you know because it shows um uh walt uh what is it uh nauda his, uh, his yeah aide, the uh, aide, aide the uh the valet yeah moving moving the boxes okay so he didn't destroy moved- anything no, he did not destroy no. anything. Okay, but okay, he was moving boxes. He didn't destroy anything. What was in those boxes? Okay, if you're going to say that they were documents, they came from a president that declassified them, but they want to say he had no right to do that, but other presidents before have. So there is nothing there. It is all hearsay yeah. and assumption. What you're saying but, is they, he just released this uh, judge. I use the term loosely. Uh, this judge issued an unredacted uh, yeah, version the unre- of, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, you're right. Um, Bill, but you know, I don't understand these things. I don't understand how they think that, that it's going to make a difference. They, they're trying, I think it's desperation on the part of the left to make, yeah, Trump but, you look- know, here's, here's tit for tat. What about Hillary? You know, the 33,000 emails oh, I know that she, uh, she destroyed and she, what'd she do? What do they call bleach that? Bleach bit. Something? Bleach, bleach bit. bit. Yeah. Blackberry phones. Yeah. Now, you know, in my mind, uh, just knowing how evil Hillary is, I mean, I remember her time that she sat there and said, you know, to the Democratic Party, you better fix this or we're going to be hanging from our noses if this so-and-so gets in office. Yeah. Yeah. And well, that is, that was in the news. That is public. Hey, her people but, literally took hammers to hard drives. Physically. Yeah. Physically. But nothing. Not a cricket on that. It's it's all cool it's all clear, you know. And we're all done. <laughs> we're all done. You know, in, in more ways than one, That's America true. is done, in my opinion, because <laughs> well, I, I hope we have an evil force. I hope you're wrong, but, boy, every day you hear stuff and you shake your head. Hey, if you want to contact us, 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Come. Yep, and uh, we're going to do it again tomorrow because we never seem to have enough time. We just get going, and we look at the clock on the wall, and it's done. You know, you know. it seems like we have only uh, done two shows this week, and then tomorrow we do uh, the weekend show. Well, oh, that's true. It was holiday week. <laughs> that's true. Hey, How listen. Soon, you know, I forget. I know, but one thing you, you never seem to forget is saying, Hasta la vista, baby. I'm out of here. So dependable. Something like that. So dependable. (laughs) The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, 
You ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>